My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Thursday the 13th of October. I'm Zara. I'm Sam. Now the government will officially close the cases of nearly 200,000 people caught up in the controversial robo-debt collection scheme, which wrongfully collected $1.7 billion from welfare recipients. We're going to get into how that happened in today's deep dive, but first Sam, what is making news today? We'll go straight to federal politics first, and Prime Minister Anthony Albanese is considering a request from Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky to train his country's troops to fight against Russian forces. Zelensky said he called for Australia to strengthen its security assistance during a, quote, fruitful conversation with Albanese, who also pledged an ongoing commitment with Ukraine. The New South Wales government has introduced legislation that would make coercive control a standalone criminal offence. The bill was introduced to Parliament yesterday by New South Wales Attorney General Mark Speakman, who said it reflected, quote, a careful, cautious and measured approach. Tennis Australia CEO Craig Tiley has said that Russian and Belarusian players at the upcoming Australian Open won't be allowed to play under their country's flags, while leaving the eligibility for unvaccinated tennis star Novak Djokovic to the federal government. Djokovic was deported from Australia earlier this year due to his COVID-19 vaccination status, with the government set to make the final call for his participation at next year's Grand Slam. And finally, some good news. Renewable energy sources covered the entirety of Greece's electricity system for the first time in history last week. All of Greece's power generation was from renewables for at least five hours on Friday and comes as the country pushes back on the decarbonisation plans in the wake of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. 200,000 outstanding robo-debt cases will be dumped and debts wiped as the, the federal government, government has earlier this morning announced the Royal Commission into the controversial robo-debt scheme. It was an unlawful debt-raising scheme against nearly half a million vulnerable Australians. A human tragedy with very real consequences for its victims. Alrighty, so for today's deep dive, we're talking about the infamous robo-debt scheme. You might have heard us talk about it on this podcast before. We have certainly written about it a fair bit. The RoboDebt scheme is the government program that ran from 2016 to 2019 and issued billions of dollars worth of incorrect debt collection notices to welfare recipients. So Sam, this week it's back in the headlines and we're going to come to why that is in a moment. But can you start by reminding us what was RoboDebt? So as you say there, Zara, RoboDebt was a debt collection program run by the Department of Human Services. That's the department responsible for welfare payments, and it routinely has oversight to make sure that people aren't claiming welfare benefits that they're not entitled to. And one thing they consider when figuring out how much welfare to give you is whether you've reported your income correctly, because welfare payments are limited to people on low incomes. So if we go back to the 1990s, the department started to check the income people reported to them with the income data collected by the Australian Taxation Office, the ATO, to check for any mismatches. And in 2016, that process was automated, and that's the robo-bit in robo-debt. 
Basically, a computer algorithm would check for a mismatch and then automatically issue a debt collection notice with no human oversight. So people would receive an email saying, you've been overpaid, please pay back this amount. And sometimes this amount was stretching back years and the burden was on them to provide evidence if they felt there was a mistake. All right. So the big thing here is that there was a mistake. It wasn't a small mistake either. Nearly $2 billion worth of mistakes were made by this computer algorithm. How did it go so wrong? I think if you boil it down, it's because it wasn't comparing like with like. So welfare payments get paid fortnightly and they're based on your income for that fortnight. And ATO data on your income is yearly. The computer would then compute an average and basically divide that yearly income into fortnights. But we know that that's not always going to be right. You think about welfare recipients, many of them are in and out of paid work. Their incomes fluctuate from fortnight to fortnight. That's why human oversight had been an important part of the process. And it's a big part of why so many of the robo collection notices were wrong. We'll be back in just a moment. But first, a message from our sponsor. Okay, so now we're ready to turn to the news and the reason why we're talking about it today. What's happened this week with RoboDebt? So this week, one of the loose ends of this program, one of the last loose ends tied up. So the program ended in 2019. The government apologised in 2020. And that was the coalition government. Yep. And in 2021, it agreed to a $1.2 billion court settlement after a number of robo-debt victims collectively sued the government in a class action. So like you pointed out, Zara, that was all under the previous coalition government. And this week, the Labor government announced it would basically close off the cases of about 200,000 people who had been issued debt collection notices and wipe any record of them from the system. So we've covered what exactly the robo-debt scheme was and why we're talking about it today. But now I want to move to the Royal Commission that was set up to actually investigate this robo-debt scheme. Yeah, so the new government set up a Royal Commission, an independent investigation, to answer some really big questions. And I think the biggest one is why did this happen? But then there's also the question of how did the government and the Department of Human Services respond when people started complaining? And then the further question, which is a bit of a longitudinal question of what has been the impact on people? Now, of course, in many of these cases, these welfare collection notices took people by shock, often people in a very vulnerable financial situation. And we know now that they were issued this incorrect debt collection notice, and that can be very traumatic. So victims now will have a chance to tell their stories. Through this Royal Commission? Yeah, the Royal Commissions tend to make recommendations about how to avoid problems like this in the future. So we can expect to see that when the Royal Commission concludes its work next year. There's no overstating the sheer impact that the robo-debt scheme had on people's lives. It has led to a multitude of problems for many, many people, and it's something that will not be soon forgotten. Thank you for joining us on The Daily Oz. If you learnt something from today's episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so there's a TDA episode waiting for you every weekday morning. Have a great day, and we will be back again tomorrow. Tomorrow. 